where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Last week, we talked to Kyle Hebert of City SC. Kyle now joins us again this week following the 3-0 win over San Jose. Kyle joining us via the Brown and Crouben Celebrity Line. Kyle, we appreciate you joining us back-to-back weeks. Uh, we're, fortunately, we didn't ruin anything for you guys, but for you coming on. We're, we're 1-0 as a group now. Can we also claim victory when it comes to that since you joined our show last week? Yeah, I mean, you guys said you wanted to have me on every Monday, and then you weren't messing around, it seems like, because I guess I'm back. That's right. We, we, we recognize a great guy, first of all, a great Canadian guy. That's just an added bonus. And how about a defender who spearheaded a clean sheet, first one in franchise history? That's got to feel pretty awesome. Yeah, it was something uh, we, we've kind of broken the season up into six-game segments, and we set goals for ourselves as a team, and then and then we go game by game. But definitely as a team, as a defensive unit, we have a, a number of clean sheets we want to hit in, in that window. And to be 0 for 3 to start the season, you could just tell, even when we were up 3-0 last couple of minutes, like we were fighting for our lives to keep that clean sheet. That mattered a lot to us. That mattered a lot to Roman. And um, it was super cool to be able to get the first one in franchise history. Yeah, Berkey had a couple of big saves out there for you guys, and I know you were missing our guy Timmy P, Tim Parker, back there who's usually a pillar with you. How challenging was that to get through that without one of your mainstays? Yeah, I mean, Tim's a huge part of what we do on the field, off the field, his leadership qualities. Um, But as, as it happens in pro sports, it's always a next man up mentality. I thought Lucas stepped in did a phenomenal job defensively and also on the ball the entire game. And funnily enough, him and I played against each other in college, so it's just it's come full circle to be able to play with them at the MLS level. Kyle Hebert joining us right now in the fast lane on 101 ESPN City SC 4 and 0 first expansion team to do so. You had mentioned Kyle some of the some of the goals that you guys had. And I love that you break up the schedule in, in certain segments. At any point was the goal to just go 4 and 0 uh, and ruin the MLS right out of the gates by setting history. <laughs> uh like we said, I would say minimum thresholds that were expected to hit um in a six game window. And, and we've hit that threshold in terms of points and wins. Um, so it's like everything now is just gravy. It's just extra on top. Um, so then there's, there's no pressure on us, and we're just going out there. We're having fun. We're playing our best soccer. The team is clicking. So it's been an incredible experience. Kyle's, I'm watching you guys. You know, the first couple of games, there were a couple of backwards passes that ended up in your favor. And, and look, some, some of the critics or – People who were jealous of the success of the franchise were like, well, you know, they, you know, they kind of got handed a couple of goals. I'm watching again the other night, Saturday night, watching you guys. The pressure you guys put on the opposition, it literally resulted in another back pass that ended up onto, I believe it was Klaus's 
foot. And he, I think he, he took it in, got a great scoring opportunity out of it. But you guys have got to be pretty happy with the way your pressure is making other teams kind of crumble. Yeah, we, we talk about it. Like if you put that amount of pressure on an opposition when they're so deep in their half and their philosophy is let's try and pass through this and play out of this, eventually you're going to turn them over. So while the critics might say, oh, it's luck that they're creating a couple of these golden moments each game, it's it's part of our philosophy that, you know, you, you keep going with this pressure and they'll have a good moment, they'll have a good moment, and then occasionally, because when you have a guy like that running in your face and you're trying to make the right pass, or I think on this back pass this last game, the guy was actually trying to control it. He saw pressure coming in his face. He was trying to look up and see, like, he's got to make a decision really fast. The ball ends up getting past his feet to Klaus. And so I think, um, yeah, I would say more a byproduct of who we want to be rather than that being lucky or – because it's happening every game. So it's hard to call it luck now. We <laughs> keep That's exactly what I was game. thinking, too. Enough of the lucky crap. This is real. Well, even an announcer on Apple TV said it, too. He's like, listen, people keep talking about luck and everything. Stop it with that. Kyle Hebert, just, he's joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 at ESPN. So, Kyle, uh, can, can you provide kind of a teaching moment for us on the goal that Giacchini scored? where I think it was a pass from Nelson, and it almost looked like he was going to go to Kloss, but instead the ball went to Giacchini, and he he won the battle right in front of the net. From what you can remember of that play, can you walk us through, was that was that designed to go to Kloss, or was it designed to go to Giacchini? What, what, is, what is Nelson thinking there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, we're playing that game with two strikers up top, Klaus and uh, and Nico, and they're both a handful in their own manner. And so it's, it's a transition moment. You know, Johnny Nelson gets the ball, and he's seeing maybe one, maybe both. I haven't asked him because I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. To be honest, there's a good chance he's aiming for Klaus, but that's one of those things of when you play with two guys like that, two proven goal scorers, they both got on the board, they're, they're both going to be arriving in the box. And so it's kind of like in 1A and 1B, and you're putting the ball in a dangerous space. And uh, Nico did a great job, you know, getting control of it and then a nice little toe poke around the corner to find his first goal of the year and a big one for us. All right, Kyle, another little teach us moment here as we dive into, well, not just your team, but the MLS overall. Uh, the announcer's last game talking about a 4-4-2 setup for you guys to where you're playing with, I guess, two forwards. They, they made it sound like that was a little unusual for a Bradley Carnell team. Uh, is that unusual? And if so, why is that unique? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's unusual. We, you know, for, for the soccer fans listening who've watched the show, we've, we've rotated and we can rotate very, very seamlessly between playing with one striker up top uh, defensively, so then you're pressing with one striker, versus pressing with two strikers versus when we have the ball playing with one striker up top versus playing with two strikers up top. So it's like in some games we'll defensively be one striker up top and offensively we'll rotate. So we have two and sometimes in games we'll defensively have two strikers up top and we have the ball rotate. So it's one. And so it in soccer, it's, I would say it's less of like you're four, four, two and you're hammered into you're being stuck in these positions. Whereas we're, I know Bradley gives us the freedom to be more fluid, especially with the strikers and their movements. And you play with two strikers, but one can come underneath. And as soon as one comes underneath to the ball, then it's like you have one striker up top. 
So basically you put two great players, two great goal scorers on the pitch, um, and good things will happen. Okay, so how does the formation change once you guys get up by, let's say, two goals? You're, you're looking at an opportunity now where you can, you know, maybe just kind of, you know, squeeze out the opposition and defend and protect the house or protect the box. How does the formation change when you get up by two and certainly by three at that point? Yeah, I think thinking back on the game when we were up by two, we we stayed because it was working. We were on them. Pressure, pressure was good. And we weren't giving up. I mean, they had a couple of good chances early in the second half, but we weren't giving up too much. So it's kind of like, do you want to switch something when it's like you're not giving up much chances? And so we stuck with um, two strikers. And I think when Nico subbed off, I can't remember what minute, then we went more to one striker, which Sam Adineron came on. He did a phenomenal job um, creating creating stuff for us offensively. So we kept firing, got the third goal. Um, but then we were one striker, and then you have a little bit more presence in the center of the field with the strikers dropped in behind, um, and that was more of like an attacking midfielder. Okay, great. Yeah, because you close off the middle, make it very hard for the opposition. Um, one guy I want to talk to you about is is Klaus. Uh, I've I've called him a Clydesdale, watching him play. He's not a thoroughbred. He's going to plow right through you rather than around you. And we've nicknamed him Klausdale based upon that. <laughs> I'm watching this guy play, and I feel like that's the teammate I would want to have my back in a bar fight. Am I right or wrong? Oh, 100% Klaus will have your back. I mean, he's he's six foot five. He's athletic. He's strong. And uh, he, he's such a loyal teammate, you know. I, I could tell that even last year he was he was saying stuff to me after the, the second team games. Or, so it's just kind of cool. Like, you have a big-time big designated player come in and, you know, just carries himself in the right way, does the right things on and off the pitch. And, you know, so then you just can't but be happy for him, seeing him get his goals and seeing us get our wins. Well, Kyle, you guys have been incredibly entertaining, incredibly fun to watch and follow, and you have captivated this the city. In fact, you kind of already had it, but, you know, the winning that you guys have done early on and, and to make it look thus far, I know it's not easy, but you guys have kind of made it look easy thus far, Kyle. Uh, it has been really exciting, and we all can't wait for the next game, which will be Real Salt Lake this Saturday at 8.30. And we, we, can't, we uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on our show, too. Yeah, thanks very much, Anthony and Jamie, for having me on. You guys are always a pleasure to talk to. No, we, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, awesome. Kyle. Have Keep a good it going, one. buddy. All right, have a good one, guys. You too. Thanks.